Hello, and welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's Pastor Tim. Hey, people! Y'all doing all right? So um, I'm so grateful y'all are here, and uh, we've been in this series called Led. I think this is the last message, I think, but when you're being led by the Holy Spirit, who knows? Um, uh, but I, this was the message I was supposed to preach two weeks ago before the Holy Spirit changed it. And so um, I'm preaching it today. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. While you're going there, I want to give a shout out to all my vitamin E people that are watching us from wherever you are. Shout out to Africa. Shout out to London. Shout out to Latin America. Shout out to, uh, there was somebody from United Arab Emirates, Dubai. Thank you for watching. I love you guys so much. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, starting at the first verse. Here's what it says. Dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but all the same Spirit, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same spirit, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. The spiritual gift is given to how many of us? How many of us? How many of us? A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can do what? So we can do what? So we can do what? A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Keep that up there. That last sentence is very important. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Now let's jump to Romans chapter number 12, starting from the sixth verse. Romans 12. Ooh, it's it's dope to hear some pages turn in. Got some paper Bible people up in the building. So I'm talking about that paper Bible won't shut down on you. <laughs> My Bible app is a ama- Romans 12, 
there was a person that was, uh, uh, had been using a phone so long that when they started using their paper Bible again, they got to the end of the page, and instead of turning it, they went like that. <laughs> God help us in our technology-riddled world. Romas. Did they put it in Spanish, or did they just forget the end? <laughs> in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing so it does say Romas, right? I don't think that's Spanish for Romans, but it's whatever. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. If you're taking notes on this message, and you should be taking notes, why? Because nerds rule the world. If you're taking notes on this message, write down these three words, power for ministry. I want to talk about what God has given us so that we can have power for ministry. Bow your heads, let's pray over the word and let's jump right in, shall we? Holy Spirit, thank you so much for giving us power for ministry. Help us to identify our giftings. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, th this is, a, this is a, um, a, a very practical message. Uh, I, I want it to be something that can be applied to your life. Um, this is a message that is for everyone in the room. I already read you the scripture, and if you believe what scripture says, then you understand that everyone has been given a spiritual gift so that we can help each other. Spiritual giftings have not been given to a few people here and there to become superstars in the body of Christ. Spiritual giftings have been given to everyone in this room, from the front row to the back row, whether you are aware of your giftings or not, every single one of us has a spiritual gift given by God so we can help each other. All of us do not have the same gifting. You don't get to pick which gifting you want. He gives you a gift, and the expectation is that you help someone else with the gift which means even though it may be in you, it does not belong to you, it belongs to us. So if you don't help us with the gift that God has given you, you are being stingy. You're being greedy. You are withholding something that we actually need from you and want from you so that we can grow into the people that God has called us to be. And so y'all know I'm super basic. If you're a first-time visitor and you've never heard of me before and somebody duped you into coming to this church today, spoiler alert, I'm basic. I teach basic because if it's not practical and I can't use it today, I don't want to hear it. Anybody ever been in a church service and everybody just, I mean, it was like, oh, right? It was loud and people were doing a lot and sweating 
and then you left, and, 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 and they were like, how was service? And you were like, it was good. And they were like, what did the preacher talk about? And you were like, I have no clue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have no idea what the man was talking about. No entiendo. I'm done. I'm telling you, I'm going to be so fluent one day. I'm going to come up in here and wear y'all out one day. I'm going to get up and be like, bienvenidos, mi amigos, mi amigas. <laughs> so I want to be very, very uh, uh, basic with these questions I want to ask. I got three questions I want to ask, and, and, I, and, and I just want you to answer them, okay? Here's the first question. I told you I'm basic. This is not deep. Question number one. Which gift is yours? Which gift is yours? When you look at this list of gifts, which one is yours? Because every single one of us has them, has one of these giftings. And, and so you have to figure out which gift belongs to you. And here's the thing. You don't need to take a gift assessment. You don't need a number two pencil and a three-page document to bubble in some stuff to figure out what your gift is. I'm going to read you this list. And something's going to dawn on you, and you're going to be like, I think that one's mine. Now, you may have more than one gift, and you may need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, hey, which one of these gifts really belong to me? But I promise you, you won't need to do a test and go into a classroom to figure out what these giftings are, because they're basic. There's 15 of them. Some people think there's 16 uh, between combined in the two lists, but there's really... Uh, 15 because prophecy is listed twice. So I want to read the list of all of these giftings, explain some of them. Some of them are self-explanatory. All of these don't need no deep explanation, but, but some of them I just want to give you a practical understanding of what they are, okay? So the first gift is the gift of wisdom. If, if you have the gift of wisdom, all that means is you, you know how to give wise advice. People are always calling on you to give them wise advice. Anybody? has recognized that. People are always calling you. Can you just, I just need to tell you about what I'm going through. And you talk to them. And at the end, you're just like, man, well, um, you probably should break up with them. <laughs> and then they do it and they call you back like, you was right. That's exactly what I should have done. You help that person not wind up in a bad marriage by just giving them some wise advice. It's a gift of wisdom. Juliet has the gift of wisdom. A lot of people call it common sense, but it's beyond common sense. It, it, it's just you, just, you just know the right thing to do at the right time. Juliet has always been like that. Juliet gave her life to Jesus when she was nine years old. And she's always just been a wise woman. You talk to her, she's going to tell you something. You're going to be like, oh, I'm going to do that then. And it always works out. She has a gift of Wisdom, special knowledge, special knowledge, we also call word of knowledge. And a lot of people get the word of knowledge or special knowledge mixed up with, with prophecy. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to go in order. So a, a word of special knowledge means that God gives you the ability to know something you should not know. That's all it means. God gives you a word for somebody and you know something you should not know. And when you experience it, you're like, yo, the person that receives it is like, how did you know that? And you're like, it's the Lord, right? 
So I, um, if you've never been a part of a, a Presbytery service, uh, in a Presbytery service, what they do is uh, they, they have some candidates that they'll give prophetic words and words of knowledge to, words of special knowledge. And also they'll do this thing called words in due season. But really, whoever uh, the people are that are given these prophetic words or these words of knowledge, they'll look out into the audience. And if God gives them a word for a certain person, they'll ask them to stand up and they'll give them a word of knowledge or they'll give them a prophetic word. And it's, if you've never been a part of that, it's a, it's a dynamic experience. It's very holy and, and very cool. Um, uh, I was a presbyter at a, at a church uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And there were candidates that we had to give words over. But then we also did the thing where we just looked around in the crowd and, and, and started giving words. Well, the Lord hit me with something very, very unique. I'm sitting there. And while these other people were getting up, giving some words of special knowledge, the Holy Spirit said to me, there's somebody in here with a tattoo of Jeremiah 29, 11. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And he was like, I need you to get up and ask, ask everybody who in here has a tattoo of Jeremiah 29, 11. I was like, sir. (laughs) Sir, please. Just, just don't be playing no games with me today, sir. If this is really you, because if, if they don't have the tattoo, sir, there's a lot of people in here, and that's a very specific word. So if they don't got the tattoo, I'm going to have to say, uh, so sorry. <laughs> I could be wrong. And, and you can be wrong. And when you are, just say that. Don't make it deep. Right? This is why I, I don't lead a lot of things I say with God said. I always lead it with, I believe the Lord is saying, because it could be what I ate last night. <laughs> and just in case it is, I just want to give myself an out. Now, now, some people might be like, oh, you're not moving in faith. You got to know when the Lord is speaking to you. But listen, there's too much humanity here for me to always know if the Lord is speaking or if Tim is in his feelings. So put your God cards away. As a matter of fact, burn your God cards. And stop God said in everything because people have been around you long enough to know when you said it and God said it. <laughs> so I got up and I was like, hey, um, so uh, there's somebody here. Is there somebody here? Um, do you have a tattoo of Jeremiah 29, 11? And there was silence for 30 seconds. Do you know how long (laughs) 30 seconds is when you have put yourself out there? That was 10 seconds. Can you imagine 20 more seconds of... So I'm sitting there like... (laughs) Anybody? And I'll never forget a, a, a young lady from this corner over here sheepishly raised her hand and she said, I got a tattoo of Jeremiah 29:11 a week ago. And then I was like, Hallelujah. And hallelujah is code name for, Phew. thank you, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. 
And then, and then the Lord had a beautiful word to share with her. It was so beautiful that, that God loved her so much that he pulled her out of this crowd of people to give her a special word. It was a special word of knowledge. It's a gift that God gives people, okay? Another gift is faith. Faith is a gift. We're not talking about saving faith that, that, that brings you to a relationship with Jesus. We're talking about the type of faith that you just believe God for great things. My friend Michael Todd has a gift of faith. He wrote a book called Crazy Faith, and that book is legit because everything he's believed God for, he has seen it come to pass because he has crazy faith. God's about to do something right now. Oh, my God, yo, it's about to go down. I also have the gift of faith. I just don't have his gift of energy. So he'd be like, I believe God's going to do it. That's how his faith manifests. And then my faith just be like, God's going to do that. <laughs> a gift of faith doesn't make you emotional. It just makes you sure. Oh, it's going to happen. I bet you it's going to happen. God's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. And I'm going to be here when he does. That ain't going to happen. You're not going to see that come to pass. And you're just sitting there just as sure as if it already happened. That's a gift of faith. Okay. Another one of the spiritual gifts is healing. You, you just, you, 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 you can pray for people to be healed and they're healed. How do I know if I have the gift of healing? Do you pray for people and they get healed? Then you have it. I told you you didn't need no test. You can test yourself on this stuff. And if you want to know if you have it or not, go pray for somebody to see if they get healed. Don't care what it is, bunion, <laughs> gout, headache, cancer. You don't have to start on no big stuff, just whatever it is. Somebody got a splinter in their finger. I just believe God is going to come out in Jesus' name. It's a gift of healing. You start exercising the gift by using it. You just start using it. See, see, the reason why I'm trying to teach this with such practicality is because I'm tired of the gifts being sensationalized. I'm tired of the gifts being sensationalized and I'm tired of the gifts that make it to the platform being idolized. <gasps> Did you see that gift? <gasps> oh my God, it's stunning. I could never do that. When scripture clearly said, he gave a gift to all of us. So it can't just be for the people on the platform. Because if it was, that would make them elite. And then what does that make you? A non-participating voyeur. From the front row to the back row, everybody in this room has a gift. Everybody watching online, you have a gift. And you've always had it from the time you were born. Maybe it's just time for you to discover it and start operating in it. Another gift is miracles. And miracles, a lot of people think that healing and miracle are two different things. No, miracles are miracles. Because miracles, you get healed from something that can be cured. A miracle is when you are healed of something, there's no way that could have happened, right? We, there's documentation of people that have literally raised dead bodies, okay? Now, we ain't talking about dead bodies that have already gone through autopsy, been filled with embalming fluid, all their organs taken out, and they in the casket and they get up. Because if that miracle happens... I'm going to pass out. I'm just telling you right now, 
There are certain miracles I'm going, you're going to need, I'm going I'm, I'm to need smelling salt. I might be in heaven by the time they wake up because I, if I go to a casket of a loved one and they be like, hallelujah, I'll be like, ah! I'm, a, I'm dead, okay? But people that have been dead for hours and in some cases days, that didn't just happen in the Bible. That's happened in modern times as well. Uh, there, was a, there was a woman uh, in, a, in a Chinese underground church. They met in the side of a cave. So next time you, you complain about how bad it is in America, stop yourself. You're not going through nothing. You're going through something, but just in relation to what other people are going through around the world to profess Jesus, we ain't going through nothing. They took prayer out of schools. Stop yourself. You don't need a law to pray in front of a school. Just go do it. They can't stop you. The moment they see your mouth moving, just stop. Still praying. <laughs> right? But this woman was in, uh, she, she, was at a, she was at an underground church service in the side of a cave, and she only had an arm up to here. So she's lifting one arm and one nub, praising the Lord. Okay? And while she is up there praising the Lord with her full arm and this nub, it grew out. Legit grew up from here. Boom, all the way out. Bone, flesh, tendons, muscles into a full hand while she's worshiping. And she was like, ah! She running around to everybody else. Ah! And here is the response of everybody else in the worship service. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Let's keep praising. The miracle was done so that others could believe. Now let's keep praising God. This happened to you, it's not about you. And they didn't turn her into the big advertisement for the rest of the year. Come see the woman whose arm has grown out, like she's some circus act, right? The miracles are not to be sensationalized. It's to bring glory to God. That's why he gives us the opportunity to do miracles. If you want to know if you have the gift of miracles, pray for something to happen that you know cannot happen. See if it happens, because you might have it. Another one, of the miracle, uh, one of, another one of the gifts is the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is when you are given a word about something that's supposed to happen in the future, and it comes to pass. Pretty basic, right? If you give somebody a prophetic word and it comes to pass, then so, the person that gave you that word has, may have the gift of prophecy. How many people have gotten a word from the Lord through a person and it came to pass? It's a beautiful thing. How many people have gotten a word from a person and it didn't come to pass? That person's not a prophet. <laughs> Simple as that. Okay? And, and I, I want to say something here respectfully, um, uh, but, but straightforward. Y'all know that I'm, I, am, uh, I was paid a really dope compliment uh, a few years ago. I didn't know it was a compliment at the time. I thought it was a slight, but the more I realized... Me, I was like, I think, yeah, that's a compliment. I'm taking it. I am irreverently reverent. Okay? I am irreverent about stuff that has nothing to do with the Lord Jesus in his church. In church. I kick over sacred cows all the time. Because if it has nothing to do with his kingdom and the advancement of it, I don't even care. But I'm reverent about the things that are true to the scripture. Because that's the way it is. Okay? So, so I'm not big on titles. Okay? 
Everybody knows that goes to this church. I go by Tim. Juliet goes by Juliet. I am the lead pastor of this church. You don't have to keep reminding me by calling me Pastor Tim. I know it. You know it. We both know it. So Tim's fine. I've heard happy people say, no, but it's a sign of respect that I call you Tim. No, it's a sign of respect that you respect what my mama named me. <laughs> and that's Tim. Well, you're a pastor and I just want to show honor to your position. That's, that's fine. But, but pastor is a verb. It's not a noun. I am Tim and I pastor. That's it. Right. It just describes what I do, but it's not who I am. Right. If somebody says I'm a prophet. Hey, no. Well, won't you let me be the judge of that? If you say something that comes to pass, I would be like, you have profited. Amen. But, but if Michael Phelps came in this room right now, you wouldn't be like, Swimmer Mike. Oh, my goodness, Swimmer Mike, it's so good to see you. If Usain Bolt walked in here right now, you wouldn't be like, Runner Mike, I mean, Runner Usain. Runner Usain, oh, man, we love to see you sprint, Runner Usain. Titles just describe what you do. They're not who you are. And so, and so I've heard, I've, I've seen some prophets come through churches. I'm a prophet. And they say stuff and it doesn't come to pass. And I'm like, can we stone you? I'm just playing. <laughs> that's Old Testament. That, that's, what they, that's what you were told to do in the Old Testament if a prophetic word didn't come to pass. Pick up some rocks. <laughs> I bet you won't say it again. <laughs> right? So I don't like going crazy with, with titles because titles just describe what you do. They are not who you are. I've seen a lot of people with great dignified titles, character in the sewer. Integrity, abysmal. So, so, so I like to just keep it plain. And, and if somebody does have a prophetic gifting, we'll know it because every time you do it, it will come to pass. Right. But we don't have we don't want to put the pressure on you. Because I've seen some prophets, they, get, they, they carry that moniker, and now everywhere they go, they feel like they have to have a word. And that's when they start missing. There's 15 people in here. They're supposed to give $10,000. And it's like, sir, you are in the hood. <laughs> if these people get $10,000, they are not putting it in this offering. <laughs> they are about to catch up on their bills. Prophecy is a beautiful thing, but again, it's not to be sensationalized. If it comes to pass, amen. Let it be done with that. But we don't want to venerate and put people on pedestals because God used them. No, God, God is working with them and it's a beautiful thing. The next one is discernment. Discernment uh, is a powerful, powerful gift. I love this gift. All of them are amazing. But discernment is, is when you can discern whether somebody has the spirit of God or they're operating in another spirit. This is, a, this is another gift Juliet has because Ju you can't have more than one gift. Juliet has a gift of discernment. She can see through lead. Do you hear me? <laughs> I love everybody. I'd be walking up to people. Oh, my God, you're such amazing. You're, and I, is this my wife, Juliet? No, my and then afterwards, I'd be like, baby, ain't they cool? And she's like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm off with them. And I'm like, oh my God, no, they were amazing. And she was like, mm-mm, I'm not fooling with them. 
three weeks later. I'm like, girl, you was right. Another person that has the gift of discernment is my mama, Maxine Hardy Ross. My parents, I had no idea how sophisticated and strategic they were when we were growing up until I was an adult. Because when I was a kid, my parents always had people come to our house. We could never go to their house. All our friends had to come to our house. My dad got cable when it was first invented. We had WWF, the first WrestleMania. When Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. Gen X stand up. Do you remember that? Okay, so, 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 and, and he would get 12 boxes of pizza and all of our friends would come over and I had no clue at the time that this entire thing was set up so my mom could walk through the living room. And after it was all over, everybody left. Then my mom come to us. I mean, we just, oh my God, that was a great party. And my mom walked up to us, who is Chad? I was like, mama, Chad, go to the, he just goes to our school. It's just a homie from down the street. He can't come back in here no more. Ah, God showed me. I don't want him in my house no more. Mama, you being so mean. He can't come back in here. Chad has a foul spirit. Three months later, Chad got arrested for selling dope. Mama, you was right. You was right. Chad was selling crack. I had no idea. I, I didn't even know he had crack when he was over here. I had no idea, Jesus. The gift of discernment lets you know if something is from the Lord. I, I, I've, been, I've been, before I got saved, I remember being at clubs. And this is part of me being an empath, but, but it's part of discernment as well. I'd be in the club and I could just, I sense when the atmosphere changed. I mean, I am not saved. I'm there for it all. I mean, we, we get it. <laughs> right? We, we doing the whole thing. Popping it. All the things. Dropping it. Locking it. All of it. And then I'd be like, we got to go. And they're like, what's up, we just got here like 45 minutes ago. I'm like, hey, bro, we got to go. Every time we left, club got shot up. Fight broke out. Oh, man, fight broke out. Two dudes got stabbed. Oh. Wasn't y'all at that place? We was. <laughs> then I left. Next one, unknown languages. Unknown languages. Now, this is not necessarily uh, a heavenly language, but this is an unknown language that may be heavenly and a message for the church, or it may be a known language that the person that is speaking it does not know at the time. And I've covered this in the past. I have a friend uh, that's from Boston, the inner city of Boston, that went on a missions trip to Brazil. As soon as he got off the plane, uh, God gave him the Portuguese language. He understood it, then he started talking it. He thought he was talking English. He was talking like full, full correct pronunciation of the Portuguese language. 
the Lord just gave him the language. An unknown language uh, that is given is a special message from heaven to his church for the encouragement of the church. And it's in association with the next spiritual gift, which is interpretations. The interpretation gift is somebody is hearing this unknown heavenly language being spoken and they can interpret that language into a dialect that people can understand who heard the unknown language and it brings edification, it brings encouragement, and it brings comfort to those that heard it. Has anybody ever been in a service where there was an, an unknown language being spoken and then an interpretation being spoken? If you've ever been in that type of service, it's one of the most beautiful things that you can ever experience in your whole life. Pero, if you are in a service where somebody gets up and starts speaking in an unknown language and there is no interpretation, it's one of the most confusing, chaotic things that has ever happened in your whole life. Because at the end of it, the person is just like, <sighs> and there's no interpretation coming. The whole service is kind of off. All the attention is on the individual, and then they're just like, <laughs> that's random. So why, why does he give this gift of unknown languages and interpretation? Again, because he wants to communicate to his body and let them know how much he loves them. Or sometimes it could be a correction. Or sometimes it could be a warning, a preparation. But it's always, prophecy is always given, and these, the, the unknown languages are always given for, for encouragement, edification, and comfort. Say that with me. Encouragement, edification, and comfort. One more time. Encouragement, edification, and comfort. If you receive a special word of knowledge or a prophetic word, or you hear an unknown language that's interpreted and you cannot classify it as encouraging, edifying, or comforting, it does not come from the Spirit of God. I have been in some church services with some mean prophets. <laughs> Thus said the Lord, y'all about to bust hell wide open. <laughs> and you just sitting there like, My dad in heaven just told you to tell me I'm a bus hell wide open. <laughs> when he put his son on the cross to spare me from this devastating act of eternity disconnected from him and his hot message from heaven given to you with sweat pouring down your face. And the angriest look on your face is you going to bust hell wide open. I do not receive this, sir. Because sometimes the communicator of the message with the gift can be so bitter. That because they haven't dealt with their own trauma in their own soul. They can't hear daddy talking to them without hearing their own daddy talking to them. I felt that. Here's how a loving message of the same kind would be said. Thus said the Lord. The God of the universe and the who created you is also your dad. And he loves you so much that he does not want to be and spend another minute 
without having a relationship with you. It, it is breaking his heart that he is disconnected from you. And he would love nothing more than to be reunited with you by you placing your faith and your trust in him. For without that, the worst hell that you could ever experience is to be disconnected from your dad for eternity. Much better than you're going to bust hell wide open. Agreed? So it has to be encouraging. It has to be edifying. It has to be comforting. Okay. The next gift is serving. That's a gift. You got the gift to serve? Oh. I have the gift to serve. That's, that, that's, that's the only way I see my gift of preaching is I could iron your clothes or preach. It don't matter to me. I, I'm being very, very honest with you. In the 26 years that I've been a believer in Jesus Christ, I have rapped for Jesus. I've done mime for Jesus. I've greeted at the door for Jesus. I have done spoken word for Jesus. Craig knows. I have done human video for Jesus. I have written for Jesus. I have done blogs for Jesus. I have preached for Jesus. I have taught for Jesus. Uh, if I do one more, I'm going to drop this mic. I have done all these things because I'm just a servant. I can lose my voice this afternoon and never preach again. I'll still be serving in the kingdom. I was made to do this. I used to door greet at a door when I was a youth volunteer and more traffic came through my door than any other door to get into the church. That wasn't the only door to get into the church. But everybody was coming through my door. You know why? I was hugging everybody. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 Girl, I ain't seen you in like four weeks. Where you been? Okay. Yeah! Because I'm just a servant. And when you see all of these giftings as just serving with the gifts, you won't get big-headed. You won't become a narcissist. You won't be walking around like, yeah, I got it. You don't. No, we all got something. And we're all supposed to use it. Gift of teaching. It's a spiritual gifting. The gift of teaching. If you have the gift of teaching, teach. And again, everything is not for the platform. If you're a teacher, you teach. I had a guy uh, come to me uh, a few years ago, and he became, a, he became a young adult pastor. And he said, I'm really nervous about giving my sermon because I've only preached eight times. I said, how is it that you're a preacher and you've only preached eight times? He said, well, I've only had eight opportunities to preach. I said, in public? He said, yeah. I said, so, so you practice on people? He said, huh? I said, that's malpractice. I don't want you practicing on me. If you call to preach, you should be preaching to yourself, by yourself, over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, the first time you preach your first message, it should be like the 10th or 11th time you've preached it. It may be the first time that they've heard it, but it should be the fifth, sixth, seventh time, eighth time that, they, that you've preached it. Why? Because preachers preach, teachers teach, painters paint, players play, fishermen fish, 
writers write. You don't wait for somebody to notice. You just start doing it. And if you got a passion to teach and preach, it should be like fire shut up in your bones. If you're looking for an audience, you're doing this for the wrong reason. By the time the audience comes, if you don't have this on the inside of you, I don't want you practicing on me. Well, I haven't done this much, but. There was nobody playing in the Super Bowl that just ran that route on that day. (laughs) I'm serious about that. Uh, Encouragement is a gift. Encouraging is a gift. And I'm glad you said something. Because this girl right here is a walking ball of encouragement. You are. Jolice is a walking ball. If you ever get within a three-foot radius of Jolice and you can't smile, you're dead inside. Because that girl is just like, ah! That's why the kids upstairs love her. And the adults down here do too. Because when you have a gift of encouragement, you're just like, oh my goodness, every time I get around this person, they put courage on the inside of me. That's what encouragement means. Encouragement is not flattery. You look so good, you, you smell so good, you act so good, you walk so good, you talk so good, you do so good. That's flattery. Flattery don't help nobody. But encouragement? You feel like you're not going to make it and somebody comes and puts courage on the inside of you? You're going you to make it through this day. What? I am? Yes, you are. You're not going to die like this. God's put something on the inside of you. I, I guarantee you by this time next week, you will not be feeling the same way. You better get yourself up. God has something for you. There's a purpose and a destiny on the inside of you. Get up. It's encouragement. Put courage on the inside of somebody. We have so many cynical people, so many negative people. We need some people that's going to put courage on the inside of somebody. It's just good. Mm. Giving. Giving is a spiritual gift. We, we, if Scripture said it. We read it in uh, 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 Romans chapter number 12. If, if, if your gift is to give, give generously. I am a giver. I have the gift of giving. I've had the gift of giving when I had a little money in my bank account. I have the gift of giving even though I got a little bit more money in my bank account. I can give. It's a competition to me. When I give, it's a dopamine hit. I give to people and I'd be like, oh, Ooh, thank you, Jesus. I love giving. I, I, am, I am a giver. It's of resources, of time, of money, whatever I have. If it's in my power, I give it. The only time I will not give, the fastest way to lock up my gift of giving is for you to feel like I'm obligated to give to you. Get a shut down in a minute. <laughs> I feel that even as I'm saying that. You want to lock up a giver? Tell them they have to. And they'll be like, no, mm-mm. That well just went dry. (laughs) Now, listen, all of these giftings are given. Why? So we can help each other. Right. Which means that all of these giftings, if used uh, with a perverted spirit, will be manipulative. If your gift of giving is coming through an impure heart and motive, then that gift has strings attached. If, if, your, if your gift of prophecy comes through an impure heart with impure motives, then you'll use it to manipulate people to get them to do something you want them to do. Yeah. 
But when you have a pure heart, it'll be used in a pure way. And then lastly, there's the gift of leadership. I don't need to explain that one. If you, if, if, there's certain people that have a gift that, that, that people just follow them. They look up and people are just following them. They didn't even ask them to follow them. They just follow them. I, I, there's just something on you. I just feel like I can, I can learn from and, and I want to be around you. That's not the last one. That's, that's the second to the last one. Uh, so there's leadership. And then this last one, again, basic is kindness. Did you know that I was a gift? It is a gift to be kind. Because when you're kind, you can be kind to people that deserve it and people that don't deserve it. That's when you know you're operating in a gift because you have a grace to do something that other people are like, I could never be nice to that person. A gift of kindness, I just pray everybody gets that gift. Even though the Lord distributes them all, I pray that everybody gets the gift of kindness because our world needs that. Just be nice. People are, most people expect interactions with other people to just be rude. And when you are kind, they're shocked. I can't tell you how many upgrades me and Juliet have gotten at hotels just because we were nice to the receptionist. Like we walked in, we looked right at their name tag and we were like, hi, Sonia. How you doing? We are the Rosses. We're checking in for three nights. Because Juliet and I do that all the time. We get away from them kids. <laughs> and it ain't around anniversary. It's just random. On a Thursday, we out. And you got some food in the fridge. We out. <laughs> Call us. We will Uber eat y'all something to the house. We out. Okay? And we'll get to the hotel. Hi, Sonia. It's so good to see you today. And like, oh, my God. Thank you for saying my name. No one said my name. But how come they haven't said your name, son? Your name is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah, so we're just... And then she's like, you know what? <laughs> Let me just see. I've just upgraded you to a suite. Sonia! <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so nice. You're so sweet. And then she's like, everybody that comes in here is so bougie. They're so stuck up. And I'm like, why would they be stuck up? They think they're better than us. They think they're better than us? They think they're better than everybody. Sonia, I'm so sorry to hear that. I love you. You know what? <laughs> I found a villa. I know it's only two of y'all and it's 1,800 square feet. Knock yourselves out. <laughs> Lay in the flow if you want to. Sonia! Kindness goes a long way. I dare you to use somebody's name. I'm talking about this at a practical level. I order Uber Eats. As soon as the person picks it up, I text them. Jose, thank you so much for picking up my order. I truly appreciate you. Oh my goodness, my pleasure, man. I'll be there in four minutes. I know, man. <laughs> it's Mooyah Burger. It's around the corner. I didn't feel like leaving. I got on a onesie. So, <laughs> I did it. Just be kind. To strangers, just be kind to them. And you'll see something happen. Okay, let me give you these, let me give you these two follow-up questions that I have, uh, and then we out. Y'all good? Okay. Point number two, please write this down. Who are you helping? 
You got one of these giftings. List is up there. Wisdom, special knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, uh, discernment, unknown languages, interpretation, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, kindness. Who are you helping? Because remember, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to us. I have the gift to speak. I have the gift to teach. It's not my gift. It's in my body, but it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to us. So I actually can't go where I want to with it. I always got to ask the Holy Spirit where he wants me to be with it. I get invited to preach all around the world. We say no way more than we say yes. But the things we say yes to is because we've prayed about it. Am I in relationship with these people? God, even if I am in relationship with these people, is this a season that you want my gift to be there? Because you gave me this gift, but it doesn't belong to me. It's your gift in my body. I can't be stingy with it. Where do you want me to go with it? So I have preached to thousands of people, thousands and thousands of people. And I still preach to dozens of people. 26 years in ministry, it makes me know, never mind, if the conference has 27,000 people or 27 people. Fact check, Eunice will tell you. That's my executive administrator. She gets me all around the world. Don't ever ask me where I'm going to be. Ask her. Because I don't know. She literally runs my life. It does not matter to me if the church has 150,000 people and a million people following them on Instagram or if it has 150 people and four people following them on Instagram. If God wants me to be there, I'm going to be there because the gift does not belong to me. It's in me. It belongs to us. I go where he tells me to go with his gift in my body. Who are you helping? Are you only helping if they pay you? Are you only helping if it's going to be on platform? Well, my gift is, I got to be, I, I, I have heard some crazy stuff with people walking around it, with a gift on the inside of their body that they did not give themselves. Well, my, I have a main stage gift. What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means, man. About to get punched in the mouth. I don't know what that means. What are you talking about? I have a main stage gift. I have a conference anointing. How, what is a conference anointing, sir? <laughs> sir? I was at a major conference one year. This dude walked in uh, with 15 people in entourage. I'm talking deep. Like, I didn't know if this was about to be a boxing match or <laughs> an urban rap league rap battle. This joker walked in. About to crush. Crush what? Why are you so violent? Why? You rough, man. You walked in here rough. About to tear the roof off the place. That's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to tear the roof off the place. But not one yoke will be destroyed. And not one chain will be broken. Because you think it's all about you instead of all about him. This dude walked in. And he said, uh, he, remember, he got 15 people with him. Flew in from another state got to the green room and said, I need some peppermint tea. Conference host panicked because they had all kinds of refreshments in there for the speaker, but nobody had peppermint tea. And he didn't mention peppermint tea till he got in the green room. Everybody panicked. Ah! The speaker is about to speak. He needs peppermint tea. Somebody runs down the hall. 
I'm standing in the hall. They run straight into me. They were like, oh. I said, what's the problem? What's the problem? They said, our speaker needs peppermint tea. I said, they need peppermint tea for, for what? He, he said he needs peppermint tea uh, uh, before he speaks. I said, didn't 15 people walk in with him? None of them knew he needed peppermint tea? When he left the state he lived in, knowing that peppermint tea was essential <laughs> to him being able to communicate God's word effectively, he didn't bring his own peppermint tea? I reached in my pocket, pulled out a peppermint. I'm talking about that old school white with red striped peppermint in plastic twisty. I pulled out one singular peppermint. I put it in the host's hand. I said, go warm up some, I said, go make some hot water and drop this peppermint into the water and give it to him. I said, and if he don't take it, I'm preaching the session. You know what happened? Him preach that message without him peppermint tea. Do you know how bougie people have gotten? Because they actually think they're the gift coming to the conference. I'm the dude. The psalmist has arrived. God's presence will permeate the place because I'm singing tonight. Nothing's going to happen. Your ego is going to permeate the place. You're going to get a real word tonight because I'm preaching. To no, 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 no. Do you know how indispensable you are? I did tell you that everybody got to get from the front row to the back row. If I drop dead today, somebody will preach next week. Y'all will cry, you should. Because I'm dead. I won't be crying. I'm in heaven. He's going to wipe every tear from my eye. I won't be thinking about y'all till y'all get there. I promise you I won't. I'll be talking to my brother Miles, who preceded me in death, and my grandma and my grandpa, and I'll be having a whole party. And when y'all get there, I'm going to be like, when did you get here? Did you die on stage like I did? Dude? That's so morbid. I'm so sorry. But I'm telling you, don't ever think that you are God's gift. And I don't mean this as a threat or anything ugly. We can be replaced so quickly. It's just not, I'm doing this because God wants me to do it. The moment he tells me to stop, I'm going to stop. I promise you, whenever the Lord tells me, I don't pastor this church no more, I'm going to be like, why? And then I'm going to be like, yes, sir. Because I never want to do anything a day after he tells me to stop. I'm trying to produce a culture of believers that exercise the giftings that God gave them with all humility. This is not about us. This is not about me. The weekend is not the Tim show. The most important part of the weekend is the altar call. Did anybody come to Jesus? People that are far, I want them to come near. And people that are near, I want them to come closer. That's the goal of this church. Upsetting the world with the message, love, and hope of Jesus Christ is not about us showcasing and displaying our gifts. 
It's about us giving, a, giving God an expression of our praise, serving each other so that we can grow in the knowledge of our relationship with God. Last question I want to ask, and then I'm done, okay? This, this good to anybody? Okay, good. Last question I want to ask, and if this question feels like you're getting popped on your hiney, deal with that, okay? But I want to say this with as much love and pastoral grace as I can, without being manipulative, but very serious. Question number three, please write this down. Are you helping here? Are you helping here? If God's called you to Embassy City Church, Ciudad de Embajado, if he's called you to this church for you to be a resident of our community, I don't want you to rob us of the gift God gave you. I don't want the gift God gave you to be dormant in the house. Whether we empower that gift to be used in a way that people can see it or, or used in a way that people don't see it or, 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 or blessed and released so other people can see it, I, I just want to know, are you doing something with that gift here? I've been in church for 46 years. I've been a, I've been a participant in church for 26 years. I have never served in... I've never been in any church where I did not serve with the gifts God gave me. They had to go somewhere. Even if it didn't match what I really felt like I was called to do, I still had to serve somewhere. So I was a door greeter because they wouldn't let me speak. They were like, yeah, we can't speak until you get credentialed and all that kind of stuff. So I just went to the door. It wasn't like, well, I have a platform anointing. Church, let me tell you something. People get so deep with church stuff. They start making up anointings. Like, I can't even list those in the Bible. Where is the platform anointing in Scripture? Nowhere. Right? But I served. I did door greeting. I, I, I've had, I, I always have people in our house. We, we are always praying for people. We are all, I'm always serving. Counsel people. Whatever God wants me to do, there's been no part in my life that I haven't been doing something for the Lord. And so I don't want you to sit on your gifting. There is nothing more dynamic than a church that is alive with the power of the Holy Spirit and people are using their giftings to help each other out. Well, I'm just greeting at the door. Do you know what that smile is doing to a person that's coming to sit down? I'm just helping people find a seat. Do you know what that's doing to a person that has gone through one of the craziest weeks of their life? Well, I, I have on the, 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 the neon vest and I'm just helping people park their cars. Do you know you helping somebody not get hit by one? Every single gift is important. And if we would just ask the Holy Spirit, which one of these is mine? Did you give me wisdom? Did you give me special knowledge? Did you give me faith? Did you give me healing? Did you give me miracles? Did you give me prophecy? Discernment, unknown languages, interpretation, serving teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, kindness. Holy Spirit, which one is mine? That's one of the questions you should ask the Lord. Which one of these is mine? Now, here's the reason why I'm asking you to ask him. Because you, you don't get to pick. You know what? I think I'm going to take prophecy. 
That one gets a lot of attention. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna take leading too, cause I like having some followers. And then let me, I'm gonna go ahead and take for my third one, discernment, cause I do want to see what everybody doing. You don't get to choose, <laughs> right? But if you ask him, he'll make it very, very clear. You have wisdom. You don't even know you have wisdom. People, people confide in you because they can trust you. So just be comfortable with it. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't be big headed with it. Just serve. Power for ministry is so that we can help each other become better at being believers in Jesus Christ. All right, so that's it. That's my whole message, all right? Would you all please bow your heads, close your eyes. Let me pray over you real quick. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? My hope and my prayer is that whatever he says, you will do. Whatever he shows you, you will lean into. And that you just say, Lord, if, if you call me to teach, I'll just start teaching right where I am. If you give me the gift of healing, I'll start praying for the people around me. I don't have to have a healing crusade and pitch a tent and make flyers. And if I can lay hands on my mama and she get better and my kids and they get better, myself and I get better, I'll be all good. If I can help some coworkers with this, because it's not just for believers, it's for the whole world. If I can put some encouragement in some people, I want to be able to do it. So God, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. Thank you for the opportunity that you have given us from the front row to the back row, back row to the front row, all the way online and around the world. You've given us a gift. Holy Spirit, would you help us identify those gifts so that, so that they can be used for us to help other people? Not for our credit, all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. Have a great week. Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you'd like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text embassycity, all one word, to 77977. We pray you have a great week. Thanks for listening today.